Hello, and welcome to the Casual Author Podcast. I'm Dan, host and independent author of sci-fi and fantasy books, father of five, full-time worker, homesteader, and a man of many other responsibilities. I'm here to talk to you about what it's like to be an author, how we can prioritize and be productive, and how we can be encouraged to know that despite our busyness, we can still make the best of our authoring. To learn more about me, my books, or access the podcast show notes, head to dankenner.com slash podcast. Let's get started. Hello, it's Dan Kenner with The Casual Author. Excited to be here with you again today. It is Tuesday, July 12th, 2022, as I record this, and this is episode 36 of the podcast, where I actually have an opportunity to talk to Jen Hansen DePaula, who is from Mixtus Media, about book marketing, effective book marketing methods. This is something that I know all authors, regardless of traditional or independent, um, think about, that they, they sometimes struggle with. I know some people are great at marketing, but it's not something I'm great at. Before we get into that, I just want to go ahead and jump in here and say, I'm sorry for the break that I took. Uh, I know with podcasts popping up and all over the place, there's a lot of times where people think, oh, you know, that podcast just stopped for whatever reason. The past month has just been somewhat chaotic. And by nature of the fact that this is the casual author, I had to step back and take a little bit more of a, a more of a casual approach to the podcast, but we're back, and I, I really hope to be back to the weekly. Um, we had some pretty massive issues with our house and septic system. We live out in the in the country, and I think I've talked about this before, but we had to get our entire septic system rebuilt and put back in. And um, a lot of our yard is destroyed, so that was crazy. And then there was sickness and all sorts of other things going on. So I figured, you know what, let's just wait till things calm down. I didn't expect to take a break, but sometimes you just do what you got to do. But I'm back, and I'm looking forward to the interviews that I get to have. Um, lots of great content coming up, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Other than that, so from in authoring news, I just passed Ascended to my editor officially yesterday, which I'm thrilled about. Um, um, I had to do some preparation, you know, put together an outline a lot for myself, but also for her to make sure that we're catching everything. Um, I've gone through Ascended a couple times, and I've really enjoyed, um, kind of impressed with myself <laughs> where the story ended up. Um, there's a lot of twists, and uh, there's a lot of things that end up connecting back to the prequel, Shielded, um, and of course, the first book, Awakened. So I know, I'm really happy with how the story wrapped up, and I hope that you enjoy that as well. As a reminder, you can get Shielded, which is the prequel to the Lightbearer Chronicles, free on my website. Just sign up for my email list. Admittedly, I haven't been sending any emails, and it is something that I need to get better at. Um, when I sit down and think, oh, what can I write? For some reason, it comes to my mind that I don't have any updates, which is untrue. I totally have updates. Um, but, you know, I spend so much time writing and editing actual content for my books that for some reason it gets to email. I'm just like, I don't I don't know that I feel up to writing an email right now. So perhaps I'll get better at that. But you can get shielded free and minimal emails will be coming your way if you do end up signing up for that. Of course, you can always unsubscribe if you're not happy with the content. That's that's totally up to you. So now what I'm thinking is while my editor is working on that, what do I do next? There's a lot of options that I could uh, go with. Um, I, I do need to finalize the the 
computer-generated AI-read audiobooks that I've talked about before on my podcast. I do have the files, just haven't had a chance to listen through them all the way. I kind of feel like I have to, just to catch the mispronunciation where the AI reads something incorrectly. There's not a lot of it, but there's enough that I'm like, ah, I I feel like I should probably review this. So I could work on that. Um, I have thought about actually recording my voice, the audiobooks, that will take a lot of time and editing, and, um, you know, maybe I'll take a break from writing. But there's a part of me that just likes writing, so I have a lot of stories in mind. I probably will just pick a new project, a new series, a new fantasy story, and and start writing that while she's editing Ascend It, which, you know, could take three weeks, a month. It, it depends. It's a pretty big book. We're looking at almost 190,000 words. So but it's probably going to take some time for her to work through that. In the meantime, I just need to pick another project. But the good news is, it is coming. So I anticipate being able to send out the ARC copies mid to late August. Um, it's hard to know exactly if it's going to be mid August or late August because it does depend on uh, when the proofread gets completed. So the edit, I think, will be done plenty of time. And then the proofread probably will be finished with plenty of time, but it, it's hard to say for sure. So if you want to be part of the ARC team or the advanced reader team, let me know. Um, you can contact me at authordkenner at gmail.com or through the con- contact form at my website. But I'm excited to send those arcs out. Um, I've got a lot of people reading book one and book two and the prequel right now. I've sent them those files through BookFunnel. And yeah, hoping to see some reviews pop through those as well. So one of the biggest things that's challenging is uh, is getting reviews. And that's something that I still struggle with, admittedly. But um, regardless, moving forward, we're doing the best that we can. And we're just having fun while we do it. In homesteading news, we have sold most of our goat kids, fortunately, um, which is good because our uh, we bought a year's supply of hay, and, and I think we had plenty, but with all of the goat kids that we had, they started growing up and started consuming more of that. So we we're getting to a point where I was like, if we don't sell some of these goat kids soon, we are going to run out of hay too soon, which would be really bad. Fortunately, we've sold most of them. I think we are now down to five. Yes, I believe five, although three of them are um, about to get purchased as well as the mother of one. So she's she's one of the first goats we got. We do uh, enjoy her. She's a very friendly goat. It, it makes us sad to have to sell her, but um, in terms we're trying to, to breed for good udders and good milk quality, and she isn't quite the best. Um, she did pass on some pretty good genes when we got a buck that had some pretty good milking genes. So, but we are selling her and keeping some of her kids instead to breed further. So a little sad, but um, we are now down to only five babes instead of, I think, the 13 that we had beforehand. So we're saving on hay, which is great. We have another round of meat chickens coming next month. So we, we have to prepare for that. Um, and yeah, our garden seems to be doing pretty well. Our potatoes are booming naturally since we are in Idaho, but everything else is growing a tad bit slowly. But I do anticipate that we will be having some harvests of beans and strawberries and peas and whatnot here soon. So that's exciting. It's great to see the fruits of your labors finally come to fruition. I guess it's a little redundant, but um, still, it's great to see that. We really enjoy the food and there's a lot of canning in our future. We've been trying to keep up on the milk since we have so much goat's milk. It's good. That's what we asked for. But we've been freeze drying a lot of it so that it sits in our on our shelves. Um, my wife is now making cheese. She wasn't feeling up to making cheese uh, until about last week. So now we're making cheese and then we'll be popping that in the freezer. But it's exciting. Fun times on the Kenner Homestead. 
I believe that's every update for me so far. Uh, So we'll go ahead and shift over to the interview portion of the podcast. Jan Hansen DePaula is the co-founder of Mixtus Media, which helps um, musicians and authors and other creatives to market their work effectively. Hey, Jen, how are you today? Good, how are you? Doing well. I'm thrilled Good. to get to talk to you. I've been following you for some time on social media um, and you know, heard a lot of your tips and tricks on marketing and reaching readers for authors. And you have a really interesting story about how you got where you are today. I would love you to just get started. Tell us who you are, what you do, and kind of how you got there. Yeah, well, I'm Jen Hansen DePaula, and I, I'm a, the co-founder of Mixus Media, and the purpose of our company is really to empower and educate authors on how to market their books, how to reach their audience, mainly through social media, and to mm-hmm. ultimately sell more books. And it really started kind of crazy because I got started in the music industry back in 2000 as a music publicist. And as I was working and growing through that, I, I've always been an avid, avid reader. And I've always dreamed of working with authors because I just, I think that authors are magical. <laughs> like They can just come up with these worlds. And, you know, it's just, I think that it's books are just amazing. And so as I was working in the music industry and as I was um, starting my company, working with independent musicians and just having the freedom to work with more people on my own, more authors started coming to me and asking if I could help them. And I realized that even though you know it takes a multitude of people and talents to actually create a physical book, authors are pretty much on their own. <laughs> you know, you're mm-hmm. kind of just sitting there, you're, you're in your head a lot and you're, you know, like you are writing this book and it's a very isolated process. And with musicians, it can be that way, but many times they automatically know, okay, I have to record this album. I have to go out. I have to, you know, perform in clubs or, you know, get the music out. I have to do all these things. And for some reason that is more visible and that's more not, it's just more of an automatic reaction from musicians. And I, what I've learned and just interacting very early on with authors is that that is not taught, you know, like it's not this automatic thing that, you know, that, you know, oh, this is what I have to do to get my book out there. Or this is what, um, these are the kinds of people that I need to connect with to help me get my book into the world. And so I wanted to help authors because I'm a big believer in the fact that I don't believe that just because you have a big publishing deal or because you have a lot of money, or if you have a lot of connections, that those are the only people that should get great marketing or have great um, information or trustworthy information. And so I really kind of hung my hat on that and decided to go full on into serving um, the, the publishing book writing community. Um, I've been doing this full time for authors I think it's 13 years that I've been doing that. So, um, 
it's because it's just as old as my son is. <laughs> I, I started. <laughs> I mean, why not re you know like redo your company while having a newborn and you know it yeah, just it seems not? normal. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> sort of like in hindsight, that was kind of a crazy decision, but anyway, it, um, yeah, it, it's just been, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. And the writing community is, you know, they're wonderful and like any, it's not perfect by any means, but it's, I just mm. love the people that I can connect with. I, I agree. The, the community, I call it a community because when I, like I said, when I was first an author, I started getting this whole publishing. It felt very isolating. Like I didn't mm-hmm. know what I was doing. I didn't really have <laughs> yeah. any mentors. And I was like, I, I made tons of mistakes, which is fine. Like mm-hmm. I don't regret any of them. I, you learn from your mistakes. But then I realized like, oh, wow, I, I, there's a lot of authors like me that also don't mm-hmm. know what they're doing. And when you start connecting with them, you're like, oh, there's this kind of cool solidarity between authors who are experiencing these challenging things. One of them, actually, probably the major one being, I don't know how to get readers. Yes, <laughs> I don't exactly. know how to find readers. I've written this book. Um, and a lot of us are like, I've sold maybe 10 copies, right? Like we, we just yeah. don't know what we're doing. And it's not because mm-hmm. the books are bad necessarily. Cause like no. you said, authors have these, this way of creating this amazing story and this amazing world. That's so unique. Mm-hmm. But the problem is we're just so hidden, right? We're in this very digital exactly. world in this, like I'm in rural Idaho falls, right? It's not mm-hmm. as easy as just like, Oh, I'm just going to walk to my bookstore and be like, Hey, buy this yeah. book and sell it. Right? Exactly. It's not that easy. So the type of work you're doing is like so key for authors like us. And I want to just unpack that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We could probably talk for hours on this, right? Like marketing (laughs) is so complicated. I I did an MBA. I understand some ins and outs of marketing. It's really challenging, Mm -hmm. but focused towards publishing. And I know you can't probably pack this up so tightly, but like (laughs) for someone who hasn't begun marketing because they're too nervous, Mm -hmm. where do you recommend starting? So there are two things that I always tell authors to focus on, especially in the beginning, because it is going, these two things are going to help point you in the right direction. And the first thing is your goals. What Mm -hmm. is it that you want to actually accomplish? And I used back, you know, like however many years ago, whenever someone say, I need, you need to know your goals. I'd roll my eyes and go, Oh brother, you know, like that's just just ridiculous. But you know, when I finally started doing that, I was like, okay, now I get it. You know, I, I totally understand because all of our goals, each author has a different goal. Mm -hmm. So for example, I had, I worked with an author who it would be a dream of hers to sell like a thousand books. She Mm -hmm. thought that would just be the, a dream come true. Whereas for other authors, that's just a drop in the bucket of what they want to actually sell. Some authors want just a small community of readers. They aren't looking for worldwide fame. They're not looking for that. And then there are other authors who are looking for that. Mm -hmm. And so we all have different goals. And with that goal comes a different path. And so really knowing what is it that you want to accomplish? And when you know, like if you say, I want to sell a thousand books in the next three months, you can break down, okay, that means I'm going to have to sell X amount of books per month, X amount of books per week, and X mm. amount of books per day. So you can kind of break it down to make these goals a bit more achievable. 
and you can create a specific plan on how to actually reach those goals. So the very first thing is figuring out what you want to accomplish. And then the second thing is to identify who you want to connect with. And that is, I call that your ideal reader. And for many people, they kind of scoff at an ideal reader because they think, well, I don't want to leave anyone out. I, Mm. you know, I want, I, I don't want to, um, limit myself or limit my sales. And when I hear that, this is my reaction, or this is what I tell them. It's really when we live in such an oversaturated world, the world is very, very noisy. And you have a lot to compete with. You're not just talking about other authors that you have to compete with. You have to compete with YouTube videos. You have to compete with TV. You have to compete with, you know, like all these forms of entertainment. If we are trying to market ourselves to everyone, we're going to market ourselves to no one Mm -hmm. because we're just going to be contributing to the noise. So we have to be very, very specific in who we want to connect with. And so when I tell authors to focus on an ideal reader, it's really narrowing it down to one person, but this one person incorporates everything that you want to connect with. Meaning it's a lot easier to try to talk to one person rather than 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier to connect with one person for you mentally to connect with one person rather than 10,000 people. So an ideal reader doesn't mean that that's the only person that you're going to reach. This is a mentality for you. This is you visualizing like, okay, this is the person that I'm talking to. Because if you and I were to get to know each other really well, I would know, okay, this is what Dan really struggles with, with his mm-hmm. marketing. This is what he, these are the questions that he has. These are the, you know, the, the things that he wants to accomplish. And even though I'm just talking to you about this, a lot of other people struggle with those same things. So when we just talk to one person, we're able to get very specific on the kind of content that we want to want to create. Like, I know that I could post something about like when my son colored his forehead with a a blue marker. (laughs) I know that you would be able to identify with that because you have kids and you're Mm -hmm. like, how in the world am I going to get marker off of this child's forehead? You know? Mm -hmm. And I would know that I could connect with you about, you know, like I lived on, grew up on a farm and you live on a farm, you know? And so there are these things that I can connect with you on, but it doesn't exclude other people. Mm -hmm. People can kind of identify with that or they can find that endearing or they can, um, it's it's connecting with human beings. And that is what having an ideal reader really empowers us, us to do is to connect with a human being on specific topics, issues, questions, um, genres, you know, you name it. So those are the two big things that I always tell authors to start off with, because again, that is going to determine which direction that you go and where you should actually hang out online. So this extremely sound pieces of advice, I will 100% admit that (laughs) these happen to be part of my weakness. (laughs) 
<laughs> for, for a number of reasons. We don't have to get into that. But yes, I recognize the value of these things. And it, it absolutely makes sense because it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things where how can you make a plan if you don't know the direction you're going, right? Like if, if you don't have a map to follow, you're just going to wander around aimlessly thinking, you know, you can be doing a lot of things, posting a lot, doing a lot, sending lots of emails. But if it's just kind of broad, it, they're just going to get kind of ignored because it's just like, oh, exactly. it's just so, there's so much noise everywhere. Exactly. And it's kind of, I always use the visual of if you were planning a cross country trip, like if you're starting off in Maine and you would say, where do you want to go? You wouldn't say California because that's like the whole <laughs> West coast. You yeah. have to say, I want, and, and it would determine which route you take. Mm-hmm. So if you say, I want to end up in San Francisco, you could make a trip, you know, like you can make a plan and you could have these little detours where, you know, oh, I want to stop, you know, at the world's largest ball of twine in Minnesota. I want to, you know, stop in, you know, Wyoming. And you can create these little goals to meet along your trip, but then you're also reach your destination a lot faster and not as it's not going to cost you as much because you're mm-hmm. going to, you know, have be able to budget and it's going to make the trip more enjoyable. So the same goes with your book marketing. It's that same visual. What are you saying? We can enjoy book marketing. You can. <laughs> That's I, possible. <laughs> it is. You know what? That is one of my favorite things. Like um, when I have like clients or authors that I work with, when they say, I dare, I say, I am actually enjoying this because they're connecting with people that they want to connect with. Mm -hmm. They're not, you know, like you're able to really filter out the people that you, you know, that you don't really, that aren't going to really get what you have to say, or that don't really get your book. You're going to be talking with people that are excited to read your book, that you provide something that they love and you can, you you know, like when you meet someone that you have a lot in common with, you want to spend more time with them. And the same goes, it's like with any relationship. And for years, my husband and I have been sitting around trying to think of a different world word than marketing, because Mm. everyone has such a bad taste in their mouth about marketing. And really all marketing is, is connecting with people. Marketing and sales are two completely different things. And I think that many people, many times, not just authors, but people in general, you know, like kind of put the two together. Mm-hmm. Sales comes much later. Marketing is about building awareness and connection with people. And it's a lot easier to sell to people when they're already interested and you already have their attention. You don't want to use your marketing. You want to use your marketing to connect, not to convince. Yeah. So that's, that's really when you put it in terms of connecting with human beings, I think this computer that is between us has put, you know, like these false visions of what, you know, like that there there isn't an actual human being with, you know, blend their veins and a mother that loves them, you know, on the other side, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, we kind of desensitized. And I think that when we can really bring about the human connection and the beauty of connecting with your fellow human beings in, in ways that you both enjoy, it's an amazing thing. 
and it's That's a really interesting perspective. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. admittedly, I don't know that I've ever approached it in that way. Um, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Like logically, it totally makes sense. I think there's yeah. just a lot of nerves around the whole thing. Marketing just kind of, oh, I yes. think overwhelm is another big piece of it. And so yes. I appreciate that you yes. break it down step by step. Be like, well, you know, there's all these other things you can think about, but don't worry about those. Those are down the line. Like you said, sales exactly. are down the line, right? You know, we're just trying to focus on connecting right now, yes. which I, I very much appreciate. But the other thing that I'm fascinated in and impressed with in, in your case is your focus on social media, um, mm. because I recognize that it is a really good method of, of connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not good at social media. <laughs> I never really have been. It's always one of those things where I'm just like, I feel weird. I just uh-huh. feel so strange connecting with people because I'm I'm introverted. I'm very much like mm-hmm. I'd rather be one on one with an individual at a time kind of connecting mm-hmm. in that way. And social media is not that way. You're like broadcasting to this random group of people and trying to catch their interest. So that being said, like, I know there's like probably thousands of tips and tricks, but like, what do you recommend in getting started as an author? Not necessarily which platforms, but just like what? to get started with on whatever platform you choose. Like, how do you do yeah, what do you do? And, well, and this is again where, oops, this is again where the, the whole idea of an ideal reader comes in Okay, because sure. this is, because I am a huge introvert. Like it takes a lot, like it has taken a lot for me just to even get on camera, like to mm-hmm. do TikToks or to do anything like that. And it's because I am, I only speak to my ideal reader. Her name is Rebecca. And honestly, I put a name and I have a face to her. I've been using, like, she has been my ideal reader for years and I know her so well. Like she is, the thing is, is like, I completely made her up. Like she is like, a little bit of all sorts of different people. But when I create a TikTok or an Instagram reel or something like that, I am just speaking to her. And I just kind of, this again takes practice, but like I just move everyone else out of my mind and I just talk to her. I create reels and TikToks for her. And when we're talking about starting on social media, well, I, I also call myself a recovering publicist because like back in the day, we only had, you know, being able to talk to um, publications, you know, like TV and magazines and all that stuff. So it it was so damn hard to get Mm -hmm. covered. Like, and so when I see social media, people kind of forget of the way things used to be, how hard it used to be. And now I'm like, you can talk directly to people on social media all over the world in one full swoop. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know? And so I think we kind of forget that, um, that it just makes our job connecting with people so much easier. But what I always tell authors to start with, especially when they're just starting with social media is first of all, start with just one outlet. Don't try to be everywhere online because your ideal reader isn't everywhere online. Focus on one. And the key with social media is consistency. And it does not mean that you have to post every single day, but you need to be consistent. So if you realistically can only post, if you can post two or three TikToks a week, if that is what's realistic for you to stay consistent, do it. That is what's important. And you're, it's, it's just kind of getting into that 
habit, creating that, um, that process. And that tells the algorithm, the algorithm responds more to consistency rather than just, you know, flood. Yeah. Just whenever. Mm -hmm. And so the second thing is to focus on what I call content buckets and it's focusing on usually between two or three topics. Sometimes you can go, I wouldn't do more than five content buckets just because then it starts to get to be a little random. Mm -hmm. But what these content buckets do is it puts some parameters around what you can talk about. When we have a huge like cloud of topics that we, you know, that they're just kind of roaming around us and we randomly pick, it becomes that's when we get overwhelmed. But when we have parameters around us saying, okay, I'm going to talk about books that I enjoy. I'm going to talk about my book. And then I'm going to talk about um, life on the farm, like, Mm -hmm. or some personal things, or, you know, just something that I want to connect with other people on just to kind of share a bit of my life. And if you talk about those three things and you cycle through them week after week, one, you become known for something, you become known as the writer who has a farm and he loves to read amazing um, YA fantasy novels. Like th- those are the things that you kind of, those are touchstones that you have. But if you are posting about one day, you know, like, oh, I'm going on a walk with my dog. And then the next day it's like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm reading this book. And it's just kind of like, you don't have really those parameters or a plan in place. No one really knows what you're all about. But if you can kind of cycle through these things week after week, it not only, you know, it gives you that structure and it makes it less overwhelming, but you're known for something and you can recycle a lot of this content. Mm -hmm. You can reuse like a couple of weeks ago, I was um, launching our new membership program and I was, I was so busy. I did not have time to record new TikToks. So I recycled older TikToks and I scheduled them into later.com, like the social media management tool and it posted them for me. Yeah. And that's what I did. (laughs) And it just made it so much easier and no one knew, you know, like it's, it, it, we think we become so precious to like, Oh, they probably, maybe they've seen this already. A, it's not that deep for other people. <laughs> like they aren't paying mm-hmm. that close attention. And second of all, they like they pro- might not have seen what you posted the first time. So, and you're getting new followers all the time. So this, mm-hmm. you know, this is you know new to them. So recycling and reusing content is another really great way to um, to streamline the process, but those, like when you focus on using content buckets, it really helps to, um, simplify the process, give you that structure that you need, and it helps you to become known for something. I, and I've heard this advice before the content bucket thing. And I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's an incredible idea. And I think it's, it would be very helpful because a lot of the times I know myself, at least I know a lot of authors are like, <clears throat> I don't know what to post. Right. Like I, I get to the day. I'm like, I yeah. want to post something, but I, I don't, I don't know what to do. First of all, the recycling thing is genius. And I haven't ever thought about that. Um, and I think it's just <laughs> yeah. because, you know, it, I post it and it's gone. And so I, you know, I posted hundreds mm. of videos. I, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I, I, they're, they're, they're just there. And some of them are quite funny, very smart, yeah. really. And they're just yeah. there. So I should probably be reusing them. That's a really good idea. 
Uh, but I think a, a lot of this organization thing is it makes sense logically to a lot of authors, but I think there's just mm-hmm. this component of overwhelm. But hearing you mm-hmm. put it in these simple terms helps people realize, hopefully, oh, this this actually can be easier than I think it is, right? Uh, I'm not a planner. I just, I just don't <laughs> plan things. I, I never have uh-huh. been. I've always been a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. It's how I write my books. Mm-hmm. It's how I live my life. There are some advantages to that, but the marketing yes. thing is just like, a, it's an explosion for me. And every author has their strengths and their weaknesses. My strength is mm-hmm. I can come up with a story and I can write a first draft super quick. But then when I have mm-hmm. to like actually market it, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Right? Like I can just write yeah. books for years and probably have tons and tons of books and they just sit there because of the creative kind of off the cuff stuff I'm good with. I'm very flexible, easy yeah. to work with. Now, my wife, on the other hand, is this super strict planner. When something goes off mm-hmm. the rails, she can't handle it. She's like, I don't know yes. what to do. My plan is ruined. I'm like, ah, I don't have a plan. <laughs> so we're good. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but the buckets, like it, it just, it, like you said, it constricts it to an understandable realm for your mind. But then also, I like that you said it makes you known for something because I, as mm-hmm. I've thought about the people I follow on social media and actually care about, I don't mean that in a mean way. I know sometimes I just kind of mm-hmm. blindly follow people for whatever reason. Yeah. But the people I actually, the content I actually care about are the ones where I'm like, this person knows their stuff about X, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. And then whenever I talk to that person, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm an expert. I'm just like giving <laughs> my simple, you know, this is just what I understand. But because they've narrowed it down, it does make them seem mm-hmm. like they know what they're doing, which is good, right? That's kind of the yes. point. So exactly. I, I think that's amazing. I think it's really cool. But it, and it also makes it intentional. Yeah, I, sure. that is like my key word for everything, because you don't want to post just a post. It's yeah. not just checking something off of your to-do list. It's really about intentionally knowing, okay, I'm posting this video on TikTok for them to, to spark some interest for them to click the link in my profile to read, you know, something on my website about the book and to order it, you know, and maybe it might be this TikTok is for me to grow my newsletter list. Sorry. Um, for me to grow my newsletter list. So I want them to watch this video. I want them to be interested in my newsletter incentive and sign up, you know? And so that is, it's knowing exactly where you want people to go once they see your video. And that's something also that I didn't think think about as well. I will 100% say that there have been times where it's like, I'm just checking this off the box and they're not super intentional and they're not also the greatest posts, which I find I recognize that I'm not expecting them to go viral. That's, (laughs) that's totally cool. But yeah, the the intentional aspect of, I can see how that would just make you as a, as a person connecting with another person feel more authentic, right? Because you're like, I'm actually wanting to do this, right? Like I'm seeking this type of connection and you can tell within the video because it's intentional. So I think that that's really important. Exactly. So as as far as like you, um, because I know, I don't know if you just recently joined TikTok and I, or maybe you've been on for a while, I'm unsure. Um, But like, what made you decide to choose the platforms you chose for, for your business and and helping authors reach readers? That is such a great question. I, I, it's funny because I was late to the game with TikTok. I joined in October of 2021. Okay. 
And I was reluctant, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> yeah. because I, um, my, like, I really got my connection and audience going on Instagram. Okay. Like that was really, I've been there for many years. Um, and I have an amazing community. Like I love my, my people over on Instagram so much. And I really started digging in there when I had a client, um, who like, it was really when Instagram was starting to kind of warm up. This was like, you know, like years ago, you know, several years ago. Um, and I really started dipping my toe into Instagram and I, you know, just found this amazing community and it started growing very, very quickly. And, um, you know, and then it was just like this amazing community of writers that, you know, just kind of hung out on my page. And it's just, it was just really amazing. And then, you know, like when reels came on to the scene, um, that was another thing where I, I was not going to be in my videos <laughs> to begin okay. with. And this was my introverted self, you know, uh -huh. like doing this. And so finally I was just like, okay, suck it up, just do it. And I did. And it got like, it just got easier and easier. And it's funny because I still have authors on Instagram that refuse to do reels. Like they just really? flat out refuse. Yeah. And it's hilarious because the people on Instagram, they, so many of the authors that I work with, they are like, I refuse to be on TikTok. And then I have this other TikTok, you know, like this amazing group of authors on TikTok. And they're like, I will never, ever go back to Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like this. And, you know, I love that they know where they belong and or where they, where they're comfortable. Uh -huh. and, but something that I'm really trying to nudge, especially the authors that are really reluctant of trying video is just like, just give it a try. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's a lot, you know, like it, it's something that I know that's intimidating, but just give it a go. You know, you don't have to post it if you don't want to, but just, just try it. And I feel like, you know, I'm talking to my son, just, just try the beans, mm -hmm. just, just try it, you know, <laughs> and he's reluctant, but it's, it's something where I, I decided to jump into TikTok um, in October and it's really crazy. Like the, the people there, they're the same, but different. Like I, you know, like on, on TikTok, um, people were much more vocal on, you know, like, I think I feel like on Instagram, people kind of tiptoed around, you know, like controversy or, mm, you know, like mm -hmm. conflicting ideas. Everyone is just kind of like, okay, let's just all be nice and let's just all be, you know, get along. And then on TikTok, it was just kind of like, there were all of these things going on. And, you know, it was just like, what audiobooks aren't books. What are you talking about? You know, like, and just like all these things, like I saw yeah. your TikTok the other day. It was like, I don't know half the things like the drama with book talk, you know, that are happening. It's true, you know, I was like, yes. Like, what is this? So it's just funny how, you know, but it's crazy how it really trickles down what happens on TikTok then trickles on over into Instagram. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I've only been on, on TikTok since it, not even a year. Um, but I've really enjoyed it because I feel like people, again, people are just themselves on mm -hmm. TikTok. Yep. And like when I go over 
to the reels, they're very polished and perfect. And, you know, it's, it's really, it's a kind of a different world, but in TikTok, it's just kind of like, you know, like you're just, you're there. (laughs) And, you know, exactly. And I love that too. And so I'm, uh, but I'm just a big fan of, I love social media. I'm, I have really, and it's funny because I don't like gatherings. Like I don't like events Mm. with Mm -hmm. a lot of people that puts me into hives, but like (laughs) online, it's great. (laughs) If I could just stay in my little house, you know, and just like be digital and I'm, I'm fine. You know, the pandemic was fabulous for me. Like, I'm just like, okay, we don't have to be out any seriously. (laughs) Oh my God. My husband and I looked at each other and was like, is it kind of sad that our life has not changed much? Like, we are just such homebodies and such Yes. <laughs> you we the same? We notice it. We, we, we've been homeschooling for years, too. So we could go into all over yeah. this. Like, I've been working remotely for five years. We've been homeschooling. So, like, the pandemic hit. Yes. I was like, oh, nothing changed. <laughs> it's all the same. So, uh, but we can get with yeah. another <laughs> conversation. We can totally go into I that. Know. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but I want to highlight just, you know, as we're wrapping up here, uh, you, you have some specific services yeah. and I want to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. what services you offer and where authors can find more information about you and possibly sign up for anything that you're offering. Yes. Well, I, we just launched two weeks ago, um, I, we launched our new membership program called the author circle. And, um, I started this because I, I don't, I I, I just think that it's wrong that marketing is so difficult and that it's so, um, it's really something that people who think, oh, I can only get good marketing service or advice if I have a publishing deal or mm-hmm. if I pay a lot of money. And so I was, I specifically remember sitting with my husband. And I was like, what if I were to provide something that gave authors everything that they need to outline and get their marketing in order, do social media templates and done for you resources and newsletters and, you know, showing people how to sell their book and just give it for a just a crazy cheap price. And he was like, let's do it. And so we did the author circle and it's $27 a month and you get everything. And we do a weekly or we do a monthly um, office hours. We do um, monthly classes. And then I'm always adding templates and resources to, um, to our, to the membership. Um, And so we have that and that is always open and so they can go to mixedismedia.com um, to find that. And then I also have some other products. I have a, um, a book marketing planner. I have um, something called the Instagram Ideas Bundle. Um, we have the uh, content vault for writers, for people that are struggling coming up with content ideas. So we have many different, you know, like we have several different things. And then I do offer coaching um, if people want more one-on-one help with that. So that's really the the suite that we offer for, for authors. 
I think that's amazing. And I, I was, I'm looking through your website as you're talking because uh, oh, yes. I've seen some of this before. I was perusing it as I was preparing for this conversation and all uh-huh. of it looks absolutely amazing. Admittedly, I haven't invested in any of this yet. I oh, yeah. probably will at some point, but I think it's really cool. And, you know, if you're listening and you're looking for ideas and help, at least follow Jen on TikTok and or yes. Instagram because you can get some amazing tips there. But mixedismedia.com is the place to go for more information. Yes, it is. it is well thank you so much for your time this has been so incredible we could probably talk for hours there's so many questions i could and want to ask so we'll have to do this again whenever you want please let me know i'd be more than happy to do it again it's it's just amazing this is such this is a hot topic for authors probably always because everyone hates 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 it (laughs) (laughs) that's true but you don't have to you can enjoy it no you don't (laughs) exactly (laughs) well thanks so much i look forward to talking to you again Thank you. All right. So that was really exciting for me because there's a lot of things when you look at marketing um, that just feel overwhelming. There's just so much to look at. But I feel like Jen has a way of simplifying that, making it easy for us so that we know where to begin um, and you know where to go from there. So if you are looking for more help, I recommend taking a look at her website, mixtus.me. That's M-I-X-T-U-S dot M-E. And that'll bring you to where you need to go. Um, but yeah, she's got some excellent services. I know that I will be taking a look at it more to try to, uh, connect with my readers more. I think that's something that I need to learn about. So I look forward to talking to you next week. I will be here next week. Definitely. I'm not dropping off again. So uh, I appreciate your patience. And if, of course, if you have any questions or if you know of any authors or editors or cover artists or anything related to authoring who would be interested in joining me on my podcast, let me know. I'm happy to work with them and, and happy to have conversations with anybody, regardless of where they are in their creative journey. I look forward to seeing you next time.